welcome back to another episode of Frere. I'm your host, Ricky, and today we're going to have another discussion episode of the difference between Ameritrash and Eurogames. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what each one means and some examples of games that you might find that fall into these categories. Well, enough of the details. Let's roll the dice and get this episode started. Welcome to another episode, everybody! I am Ashley! And I am Ricky. <laughs> Hello. Hello, and welcome to another discussion episode. Just listen to us talk, like you usually do. <laughs> so, Ameritrash and Eurogames. I... So, I'm going to be honest. I only recently heard of Ameritrash, so if you've never heard of Ameritrash or even, like, the term Euro before, it's perfectly fine. I've I've heard of it, but only because I've been on, like, the board gaming subreddit, and yeah. they kind of, they have discussions about this sort of thing a lot, and about, like, I guess kind of, like, the pros and cons and, like, I think calling it Ameritrash is, like, very stupid. Like, it makes it sound, like, yeah. dirty and that it's, uh, a, it's a bad game, but that's... <laughs> yeah, when when I was, like, looking up, like, definitions and examples, like, even, I think, I think even Board Game Geek was all like, yeah, a lot of people don't like calling it Ameritrash because it makes it sound bad, but it's not really bad and they've tried to come up with like different terms for the games to make it sound better but they just don't stick yeah <laughs> so i mean it's just still ameritrash ameritrash is is fun but yeah i just i always hear like that's bad <laughs> like the only one that i specifically remember was because it was kind of funny but instead of ameritrash people would try to like get it to be called amerigold <laughs> or oh the other one was ameritreasure <laughs> And I'm just kind of like, it's gone too far in the other direction. I mean, Euro yeah. games are just called like you, those Euro are like games. We need yeah. something like middle ground. Just I, I think and the other one was like just Ameri games. Yeah, because I mean, it's just Euro games. Although I accidentally, when we were talking about it earlier, I was like, you know, Euro trash. <laughs> Euro trash. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, but like even pretty early on when we started getting into board games like i'd heard the term euro and i had like a general idea of what euro games were but i knew more about like euro games and like like i've heard the term mm -hmm. a lot longer than i had ameritrash yeah i guess we'll start off with the first first uh thing that you might be playing Ameritrash if there's a conflict between players. So this is usually like uh, all the players are kind of out for themselves or... It, 
I I kind of don't like this definition though because some of the some of the Ameritrash is fully co-op. So I wouldn't necessarily see conflict between players, but there's definitely conflict happening. Oh, so it could be like one of those things where it's like man versus man or man versus nature. Like sort of like that kind of conflict. It can cover a wide variety of conflict, whether it's like the players versus the game or players versus players. Yeah, because like there's definitely like a fighting type mechanic kind of thing going on is where I, I would say that is. It's, mm. it's not necessarily player versus player in every single case. Mm-hmm. And then uh, for Euro, uh, you might be playing Euro if you're trying to outperform the other players or are trying to seize specific opportunities. So you're not necessarily specifically fighting the other players. You're just trying to kind of outsmart them. It's almost versus, like, brains versus brawn, where Euro, it's brains, and Ameritrash, it's brawn kind of thing. Okay. Okay. So you might be playing Ameritrash if uh, you have to evaluate risk or you're trying to balance probabilities. That, I kind of think, is... Well, I'll, I'll say the next one, too, because it, it might help. Uh, so you might be playing Ameritrash if it's highly luck-based, there's changing conditions, or there's risk involved. So I think that that's where that comes in. I think the balancing probability is a lot of times there might be a card or an ability that might help you balance out the luck rather than it being like strictly luck the entire time. Mm-hmm. Where you might be playing a Euro game if there's a distribution of limited resources and it's more so based on strategy. So there's in Euro games, there's typically not a lot of luck going on. It's just kind of outmaneuvering people hmm. because a lot of times, uh, a good way of thinking about it is Euro games, there's tends to be everybody has access to everything the same. There's no like. Not in every situation, but most of the time there's no, like, hidden roles or anything. Like, everybody has access to everything on the board. There's no hidden information. There's nothing. You might have, like, a hand of cards that might help you, but a lot of times the players have, like, similar cards. So it it kind of balances out, and it's just you, if you can get to a specific resource before they can, Mm -hmm. then they're just kind of lucked out that turn, but it doesn't mean that they're totally closed off to that resource. Where in Ameritrash, like, you could completely shut somebody down. Like, you could make it so they can never use something again. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, because I think what I've heard is that Ameritrash games heavily rely on like, a luck component where like players can't really decide things it is totally like either the luck of what you're drawing from the deck or a luck of like the dice roll yeah and the dice is definitely a huge indication of um ameritrash is if you're rolling a bunch of dice it's dice chucking games yeah Hmm. so another thing is is you might be playing ameritrash if it's 
very heavily themed. Like everything is wrapped around the theme. Like the miniatures are based off the theme. Um, the setting is very like prominent. I guess I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> it's just, it's very it's just very it's very thematic. Like when you sit down to play, you kind of get like into the theme of it, and the theme very much affects the game. Where a Euro style game, it's less about theme and more about the mechanics. So uh, one example that I saw of this is like, even though you might be playing a game that's set in like medieval time, you could very easily change the theme to like futuristic and the game would stay the same because it's more mechanics. Where in Ameritrash, if you were to take a medieval game and change it to futuristic, it would drastically change the game because the theme is like a big part of what you're playing, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Uh, without like super talking about like examples quite yet, but just just to throw it out there. So I would say a lot of worker placements are considered Euro games. Mm -hmm. And... So let's just take one that we've talked about previously, like Stone Age. Yeah, the theme is there, like you're collecting resources because, you know, you're you're uh, trying to collect stuff to make your family survive. But you could easily change the theme to Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And, like, you're going to need those resources to survive, but it doesn't change the way the game's played. Mm -hmm. Because you're just collecting resources. Like, it doesn't really matter what the theme is. Where on the other side, like, something like like Mansions of Madness is heavily based off Cthulhu. Mm -hmm. If you were to change it to something else, it wouldn't quite feel the same. <laughs> like, it would feel like a completely different game if it wasn't based on Cthulhu. Yeah. Like, if you made it more of, like, uh, just like an, an insane asylum, mm -hmm. it would probably feel like a completely different game. Yeah. Um, so that's what it is, like, heavy theme versus heavy, me like, mechanics. Mm -hmm. um, another thing is going kind of back to, like, the, the conflict of players versus um, outperforming. So you might be playing Ameritrash if there's high player interaction. So uh, a lot of the turns are based off of what somebody else has previously done. Where you might be playing a Euro game if it's more of like a passive inter like interaction. So a lot of Euro games, you're more concerned about what you're doing on your turn. And somebody else's turn might influence yours a little bit. But it's not like heavily dependent on what somebody else does. Mm -hmm. Like there are usually like two or three things that you could probably do if somebody ends up blocking something that you wanted to do. Like you're not totally out of luck. Um, where Ameritrash is, like, heavily player interaction. Like, the you really need to discuss, like, if it's co-op, you definitely need to discuss, like, what you're doing because what you do could affect somebody else. Or if it's, like, that actual conflict where you're playing against somebody else. Like, it could be a matter of winning or losing if somebody does something that directly affects you. So, Ameritrash is... High player uh, interaction in Euro is passive interaction. Uh, you might be playing Ameritrash if you win by 
eliminating your opponent, um, hmm. which that, again, um, that opponent could be, like, another player or it could be, like, the game itself, as we've already discussed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Euro, uh, you might be playing Euro if there's, like, a time track and you win by victory points. A lot, I'm, I'm going to say, like, pretty much every Euro game it's based off victory points. Yeah, like, just whoever has the highest victory points at the end of the game wins. Mm. Like, I, even from the, the list that I have and thinking of, like, other Euro-style games, I can't think of one that isn't based off of victory points. A, a very good way of thinking of the difference between the two is you might be playing Ameritrash if the theme is about destruction. <laughs> And you might be playing Euro <laughs> if the theme of is building something. <laughs> so a lot of Euro-style games, you are building a town, you are um, building a civilization, you are building a farm, you are building something, like you are progressing through the game trying to collect resources to make something bigger and better. Where uh, Maritrash, you are usually trying to either destroy your opponent you're just trying to destroy the bad guy you're trying to kill something so that that's a another big one that i had seen as like destruction versus building so aggressive so aggressive and uh another thing is and uh i've i heard this pointed out in like a video on youtube and i think it's pretty accurate but it's not like 100%, but you might be playing Ameritrash if the components are made out of plastic or cardboard. Well, I'm going to say more so plastic because a lot of Ameritrash games have like miniatures involved with them, where you might be playing a Euro game if the components are all made out of wood. <laughs> like that, that is a very big thing. And now that I think about it, yeah, it's pretty guess, accurate. Yeah. It's not a hundred percent, but it's pretty accurate. So those are just some of the things that will categorize things between a Ameritrash and a Euro style game, and just a little bit of history of uh, the Euro game like term came from uh, the fact that a lot of the the Euro style games orig- originated in Germany, so they used to be like German style games. But it kind of got into, like, a Euro as, like, the term. And it kind of just stuck, even though now, like, places in America do make Euro-style games now. And places in, you know, Europe make probably American-style games. But a lot of these games originated in Europe. So that is why they're called Euro games. Fun. Fun! So... Some examples of Ameritrash, uh, as I had already stated, uh, Mansions of Madness is considered a Euro or Ameritrash style game. Uh, Zombicide, Star X Wing, uh, Betrayal at a House on the Hill, Axis and Allies, and Talisman. And then some examples of Euro style games are those such as like Carcassonne. Uh, Catan, Five Tribes, Terra Mystica, Ticket to Ride, and Pandemic, 
question mark. I'm still not entirely sold on that one. Yeah, like, I I can understand why, if only because Pandemic doesn't hit any of the boxes for, I guess, an Ameritrash. Yeah, but I guess it doesn't, like, a game doesn't necessarily have to fit, like, Ameritrash or Euro. Like, there's definitely plenty of other things that games can fall onto. Like, if I, I feel like there's definitely certain check marks it has to hit to be considered one or the other. I mean, I I get it because obviously Cause when you make it's a not really... box, not everything will fit into this box. Yeah, but it's you're not really like you're not really building anything. You don't win by victory points. Yeah, there's. Set collection mechanic, but I feel like pandemic. I would say that's a, is, it's a. I would say it's theme heavy though because it's about curing diseases. Yes. And if you change that, is it really pandemic. the same game? Yeah. I it is heavy strategy. I will give it that. Yeah. The distribution of limited resources. Maybe, but you're not really trying to outperform or seize opportunities because it's co-op. Yeah. So right there, it doesn't, it maybe hits two out of the check marks that we have out of like the five, six that we talked about. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like Pandemic, you could argue it either way because it's got that, that conflict because it's the players versus the game you know Mm -hmm. like if you don't win the game wins you have to evaluate risk Mm -hmm. of like everything it's kind of luck based because you don't know what like the draw of the cards is going to show you it's heavy themed and you're trying to eliminate the virus which i would be is kind of destructive like you're eliminating I, like yeah. i feel like it would fall under ameritrash more than euro yeah or i mean at the very least like neither because i can see like i said i i can see why you could argue it for either way i mean i think it's got a stronger for like an ameritrash mm-hmm. but that's why it's like some sometimes these things don't really fit yeah <sighs> the the only way that i could see maybe it being euro is just at the very base it came originally from europe like it is a europe based game like the developers as far as i know like unless it was before z-man which i don't even know if z-man is actually like an american based let me company but let me because it's matt Okay, so the the designer of Pandemic is Matt, uh, I don't know how to say this, I'm gonna say it's Leacock? Something like that. Is American. Yeah. So, so, like, it doesn't even fall into that category. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't think it's a Euro game, in my opinion. Yeah. Just, I think it should be taken off the list. Yeah, I well, I think that was like a Google list technically. So, 
you can't believe everything you read on Google. Yeah. I just wrote it down because I saw it on that list and mm-hmm. I did not agree with it. So I wanted to put it up for discussion. Yeah. but Because I see on Board Game Geek, somebody started a discussion. Do you see Pandemic as a Euro or an Ameritrash? And somebody said the game is definitely a Euro game. The theme is nice, but could have been replaced by others with a bit of clever adjustment. Because I guess they do have the Cthulhu-themed one, which is changing the theme. But you're still stopping something from spreading. And there's only, like, that only fits so many things as, like, a theme. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I think, but that that could be because we're used to seeing it as you know, pandemic as like a a virus stopping game. But uh, I'm not saying because like even Zombicide, there's like a modern Zombicide, there's a medieval Zombicide. There is an actual futuristic zombicide. (laughs) Um, There's a western zombicide that they're coming out with. But I would say for that one, the theme is heavy because, like, the weapons that you fight with are very specific. Like, you would not have a bunch of, like, swords and uh, bows and arrows in the modern one or the futuristic one. True. True. they do. They included like a a boomstick, quote unquote, promo card for the medieval one, which is a rifle. Boomstick. But it's like the only card in there that is anything other than medieval. Where the modern one has like mostly guns or an axe or a chainsaw. Like, you would not find any of those in the medieval one. Um, The futuristic one, I don't know anything about, but I'm sure that they probably have, like, laser guns or something like that, (laughs) like, that you would not find in the medieval one. Like, it's very thematic, as in everything looks and feels like it would fit in that time period that is portrayed. Mm -hmm. So, like, I that's my... That's my defense for Zombicide, even though it does have many different skins. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the the theme for each one is very heavy, and they do not like mix and match at all. Yeah, really. Yeah, I where like I said, like Stone Age. If you were to take Stone Age and change it to something modern or futuristic, like a lot of the resources could still stay the same. Like you would still need them. Yeah. So, hmm, hmm. pondering thoughts. Uh, for pandemic, like even that one, my my argument for that is even though there is a Cthulhu one, in that one you're fighting cultists rather than a disease. But if you want to really think about it, like cultists are kind of a disease. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, I guess in a way, yeah. It's still kind of the same. <laughs> and like you're trying to eliminate them, but it, it's very mm-hmm. thematic to what's going mm-hmm. on because you're, you're, it's the elder gods that you're trying to defeat and the cultists are trying to bring the elder gods back to life. It's mostly specifically Cthulhu. And there's the Sh- uh, Shagoths that are going around trying to 
to kill you, so you want to try to take them out too. Which to me, that's pretty theme heavy. It's yeah, which would fall under a Maritrash. Like so, even though it's a different skin, it's still thematic. Yeah, it's still. <sighs> Let's just take pandemic out of the equation entirely, because yeah, at the end of the day, pandemic. pandemic is like a fantastic game. Yeah, <laughs> but it, no, like it is. But screw that game. <laughs> For this conversation, <laughs> let's forget about I hate, pandemic. Like, I- I like that game, but I also hate that game. Yes. Um, so slightly slightly off topic. I don't know if I've talked about this yet, but the first few times we played Pandemic, we played it entirely incorrectly to the point where we hated the game. Because we weren't understanding it, and we were basically playing it totally wrong, and we were losing horribly because we didn't understand how the game worked. So yeah. we thought the game was like impossible and cuz we went to a convention and they were having like basically like a board game tournament where you mm-hmm. would try and be like you would have a team and you would try and like beat these co-op games and like be like the fastest time sort of thing and the yeah. first game was pandemic and we laughed because we thought that game was impossible and why would they have that as like the first game of the like the trial so to speak like it was the first game so like you know it should be like one of the easiest games and i was like why would they have like the world's hardest game (laughs) it's like the first game for this competition (laughs) and they looked at us like we were crazy and i can understand why it's because we were just playing it i can't even remember now what we were doing wrong but we it was just like wildly incorrect (laughs) i don't know if we were playing it like so bad that we didn't think we could win it i think we kind of almost did it the opposite Mm -hmm. like we were probably doing something wrong to the point where we like won and we're like wait how did we win Mm. like this game when it it is supposed to be like pretty high odds of like losing it yeah so, but we have played the Cthulhu one and have won it, I'm pretty sure, legitly. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. I, I kind of like the theme of the Cthulhu one a little bit better, but that's just because we really like Cthulhu yeah. Lovecraft theme stuff. And regular pandemic hits a little too close to home now <laughs> after all of 2020. So... It's a little bit more fun to beat up cultists than it is to try to stop a virus yeah. from spreading. Yeah. I guess if you want to, like, get get your hands into, like, a stopping a virus, I think it is, like, topical. Back on topic. Yeah. So, uh, I did come up... I found a list of publishers for Ameritrash, and I came up with a couple publishers for Euro... Uh, of ones that typically produce a, that specific type of game. So a few publishers that, if you see them, it's probably a Ameritrash. Is uh, Game Workshop, Fantasy Flight Games, or Avalon Hill Games, Inc. Um, which Fantasy Flight Games 
is definitely one because they're the ones that created uh, Mansions of Badness. Mm-hmm. They created um, Arkham Horror, which is actually considered another Ameritrash, and Eldritch Horror, which is actually considered Ameritrash. Um, I know they do a lot of like um, kind of licensed games because I believe they did the the Fallout board game too. Yeah. Maybe. I think they also did uh, The Fury of Dracula, which is also considered a bear trash. So that's a decent list right there mm-hmm. of Ameritrash games that they have published. So um, I've never played that one. I've looked at it a few times, but now it's kind of like out of print and hard to find. So mm. dang it that I didn't buy it at the time. Yeah. Another game is called uh, Letters from Whitechapel. Ooh, that's that, like, Jack the Ripper type game, isn't it? Yeah, and it's kind of like a hidden movement. Like, uh, one person plays Jack the Ripper and one person plays, like, the police. And Jack is moving around, like, killing people. (laughs) But you don't don't necessarily know, like, where he's at. But occasionally, like, things will be revealed of, Hmm. like, a general location. Like, Obviously, when he kills somebody, like, it shows up on the board, and then you mm-hmm. have to, like, try to figure out, like, where he's at and catch him. Yeah. Um, so, I'd probably say even that one's probably uh, a Meritrash, yeah. and it's another Fantasy Flight game. So, if you want a Meritrash, Fantasy Flight's Fantasy your publisher Flight. go-to. Nice. So. Euro games and Ameritrash, I mean, A, I still hate the term Ameritrash because that implies the game itself is trash, but I can I can understand why, because I feel like Ameritrash games are more overall aggressive, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, everything well, think... is kind of aggressive with them. Yeah, which is, I think, worth, like, the... the check mark of conflict mm-hmm. between players comes in like like i said it doesn't necessarily have to be player versus player but there is definitely like aggression like mm-hmm. something is either trying to kill you or you are trying to kill it yeah in general yeah and like i said the euro is more passive like you're not typically purposefully trying to screw each other over mm-hmm. i feel like in a lot of euro style games you're so wrapped up in what you're trying to doing, half the time you probably don't even notice what the other players are doing mm-hmm. until they, like, end up blocking you mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah. And that's when you're like, yeah. what are you doing? Your stuff is, is enroaching on my stuff. Get out of here. Yeah. But some of the publishers for Euro-style games, in my opinion, is Days of Wonder. Mm. Yeah. Because they, they did Ticket to Ride in Five Tribes. Mm-hmm. I feel like Z-Man publishes a lot. Like, I wouldn't say that's all Z-Man does. They have some, like, worker placement games. And I feel like worker placement games are very much uh, Euro style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess maybe, maybe Z-Man isn't a good example because they do have a very big selection of games and it's not necessarily euro but i feel like days of wonder a lot of their games are probably euro and i feel like um mayfair games are usually euro like they're the ones that 
put out Catan and like mm-hmm. the millions of expansions for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Euro game generally denotes it's coming from Europe. I think from that yeah. general. So if you're looking for more Euro type games, you're looking probably for more games that started originally out in like Europe or like Germany because Germany is very heavy on board games as well. So, you know, if a lot of games originate from kind of Germany or Europe in general, you're going to see a lot more of those kind of passive play styles, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, though, because Catan's kind of aggressive, but <laughs> that aside, it is heavy strategy, heavy mechanics, yeah. uh, victory points. I think... Um, you're building, like, your settlements. Yeah, and I think Catan is so, aggressive because of the resource strategy aspect of it, because people start to hoard things. Well, I think what makes it aggressive, though, is the fact that you can trade and there is a slight imbalance of resources because it all depends on where your settlements are Mm -hmm. where worker placements are a little bit more equal because everybody has access to all of the resources just depends on where you put your like worker per turn Mm -hmm. so i think part of that is the fact that like some people tend to get more bricks and you really need bricks to build roads so it kind of gets aggressive because the person can be like ah ha ha i have all the bricks <laughs> yeah i think that's one of those things where it's like it's it's one of those who you play with yeah because we actually played Catan recently and i feel like, like it was four players but two of the players play way more frequently than like Mike and I do so I feel like it was more aggressive between the two of them than it was like with us and we're just kind of like yep we're playing this game they're like we're playing this game I haven't played it in a hot minute and that's not actually a game that we own and I I remember when we first got into board gaming and how Catan was and still is one of those kind of gateway games yeah, like, that that's the only reason we bought it was because, like, when we were getting into board games, we heard that it was, like, one of the staple games to get. Mm-hmm. The only thing that sucks about it is it's usually just the two of us, and it's a, like, three, play. three to five player mm-hmm. game, so we don't really get it out a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But we did find, like, the two-player Catan, like, the set- the Settlers of Catan. Mm-hmm. So we played that more because it was for specifically for two players. Yeah. When we first got into it and everybody was like, oh yeah, Catan is like a gateway game. It's perfect for getting into board gaming. But then we also heard how overplayed Catan was at the same time. Yeah. So it was like a weird mix of we were starting to get into board gaming and we wanted to play this game that we heard a lot of things about. But then... Nobody wanted to play it because at that point in time it had been overplayed. So we didn't actually play Catan for a good long while. It took for us to actually sit down and play a game of Catan because nobody wanted to play it. (laughs) 
I mean, I I enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't like, yeah. you know, I didn't want to write home about it, I guess. Uh, I feel like we kind of had a similar experience with Munchkin. Like, that was another game that everybody's like, oh, if you're going to play board games, you need to play Munchkin. Mm. And we kind of went ham on it mm-hmm. at first. And, like, it was fun, but, like, it was kind of getting to the point where, like, the more we played it, the longer the game seemed. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mike just had, a, like, a really bad experience of playing with six players, which is, like, the max people you can play with. Mm-hmm. And it lasted, like, three hours, yeah. and he was so done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, that'll that'll ruin it for a lot of a lot of people is when you take the game to its limit because you've played it so often so you want to see the game at its limit and it turns sour to it (laughs) yeah like we literally have not played it since then yeah and i wasn't even a part of that one so i haven't played it Mm -hmm. for even longer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) but mostly just because like mike refuses to play it Back on Euro Games and Ameritrash. Got a little sidetrack there. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That's okay. I like I like talking about like other games. Especially ones that we've had experiences with, or I guess like non experiences with. Mm-hmm. But today's topic is Euro Games and Ameritrash. <laughs> yeah. Uh just just for funsies, I looked up like Mayfair games. Mm-hmm. And, like, their top six games are Caverna, The Cave Farmers, uh, Le Havre, whatever that is, mm-hmm. uh, Agricola, mm-hmm. uh, Grand Austria Hotel, Patchwork, and Tigris and Euphrates, mm-hmm. which... I'm pretty sure, like, all of those are probably considered Euro, except for maybe Patchwork. Yeah. So, I would say that if you want a Euro-style game, Mayfair Games is a good starting point for that. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm not sure about some of those, but I know, like, Caverna and Agricola are still, like, in print. Catan's obviously still in print. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of publishers that... A lot of publishers will stick with kind of like, but I think a lot of that depends on where the publisher is based out of, too. So, like, if a publisher yeah. is based out of Europe, they're going to have a lot more Euro games versus, you know, yeah. an American-based one, which might have a lot more Ameritrash or be more vague, I guess. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm not... I think there are a lot of publishers that I do like because I like a lot of their games, but I'm not a person who generally sticks with publishers, but I know some publishers, I'm more likely to like their stuff. You might like one specific game of a specific type of thing, but that doesn't mean you're going to like every single one of those Mm -hmm. or every single game from a specific publisher. So like... Like I said, Bayfair Games typically does Euro-style games, but that doesn't necessarily mean you'll like every Euro game that they put out, or maybe you like one game by them, but none of the other ones, Mm -hmm. and that's fine. Like, it's... 
war games is all about just like having fun like that that's all it is yeah you don't have to be super hardcore into games or buy every single game that comes out to enjoy playing board games yeah like it's just about finding what fits you and like the people that you would want to play with and just doing it yeah find something that scratches that itch for you but like i really like ameritrash games and i really like euro games because for me they scratch different itches like if i'm really wanting like hardcore strategy to sit down and like just play it really play a game probably pull out a euro style game Mm -hmm. if i want a game that's kind of quick and like Maybe I want to punch somebody in the face, and I'll probably <laughs> play Ameritrash. Like, it all depends on the mood I'm in mm-hmm. and what kind of game style I want to play. Yeah, that's... and But I don't necessarily think of them as Ameritrash or Euro-style games. I think of, like, the games themselves. But that's just some terms that are out there that people might throw around, mm-hmm. and we thought it would be fun and interesting to explain what those mean so the next time you hear it, you would know, like, oh, Ameritrash, this is what they're talking about. Or, oh, Euro, this is what they're talking about. Yeah. Without being like, hmm, mm. don't know what that means. These are some <laughs> wild terms that I'm hearing, and they mean nothing to me. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess, I guess overall, so if you're looking for, you know, those, like, luck-based, aggressive, theme-heavy games you're probably looking for something that would be labeled under ameritrash and if you're looking for something that is the opposite of that <laughs> or i guess something Basically. that's more strategy versus luck and you know kind of passive as far as player interactions you're probably looking for something that would be more labeled under a euro game but obviously there's stuff that doesn't necessarily fit in either one or it could yeah, fit like, in I'm both. sure that there's a ton <laughs> of games that does not fit in one category or the other, or as a combination of the two. Yeah. This is just two that is a common term that you will probably hear at least some point. Mm-hmm. Especially now if you're listening to this episode. What? what? But, <laughs> um, yeah, but that does not mean, like, a game has to fit into one or the other. There are definitely ones that don't fit in them at all, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. But I just, I know when we were getting into board games, like, Mike got into the terminology way before I did, and Mm -hmm. and so he would be like, oh, this is a Euro-style game, and oh, this is a Euro-style game, and oh, this is Euro- and I had no clue what that meant. (laughs) But once I kind of, like, looked into it a little bit more, and he's like, oh, this is a Euro-style game, I had a little bit more of an idea of what that meant. You had a, a basis- that you were yeah. coming from. Like, for a visual one for me, like, if you're playing a board game and there is a victory point tracker around the outside of the board, it is probably a Euro-style game. That is something that is very common in, like, a lot of Euro-style games. Every worker placement game mm-hmm. ever has the the tracker on the outside mm-hmm. ticket to ride has the tracker on the outside so it does not necessarily mean that it is a euro style game 
But if you take that tracker into consideration and you're taking off the other check marks for a Euro style game, mm-hmm. it it mm-hmm. could be a good indicator that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also say, and again, this isn't every instance, but because the theme isn't so important in Euro style games, I feel like most Euro games have like almost like an old timey yeah i was gonna say like they have a very specific kind of art style that just but i guess it's also like european too like that's like a european art style it's it's usually kind of like a surrealistic Mm -hmm. like it's you definitely know what it is it isn't like you know photorealistic Mm -hmm. but you know, the castle looks like a castle mm-hmm. and the people look like the people. Mm-hmm. And But it, it, it just has like a, it, you look at it and you feel like it's been around for decades. Yes. Like the, the art <laughs> style just has like an old look to it. Yeah. Um, where Ameritrash stuff is usually more modern mm-hmm. and like shiny and mm-hmm. very colorful probably mm-hmm. where I feel like Euro isn't necessarily not colorful, but I feel like the palette's a little bit more... It's it's softer. Mu- muted, yeah. maybe. Yeah. It's not as, like, bright and in-your-face. Yeah, it's one of those, so, it's... Of Trash is, like, aggressive, and their design style kind of screams that a little bit, too. Like, there's a lot of heavy colors and big graphics, whereas, like, the Euro games, they're... they're softer and muted Mm -hmm. and you know a little bit more passive so yeah Mm -hmm. so like even in the like artistic approach it's kind of fits under like those categories and like again it's not gonna fit every single time no and there might be some that look old-timey but aren't necessarily euro or something's like Mm -hmm. super shiny that doesn't mean it's a meritrash it's just those are some characteristics that you will probably see if you're playing that style of game because i mean yeah you can line up a lot of the the very popular and very obviously heavy like euro games and line them up and then do the same thing for the the ameritrash like the very popular and you know very obviously ameritrash and you can kind of see but i think that's also the baseline for when people make a game and it leans one way or another i think they also style it you know accordingly if that makes sense too because your your theme and your feel of the game will also go with the the mechanic of the game as well Mm -hmm. so well i also feel too that like Euro style games definitely have that European art style feel mm-hmm. to them, but I, like, if it's a publisher that is making an um, that is based in Europe but making an Ameritrash game, because like I said, like modern times people are crisscrossing and trying different things, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. not all Euro games are specifically from Europe anymore. Mm-mm. So they might make an Ameritrash game that has a little bit of a softer tone because that's just how they do things. Mm-hmm. And, like, a new shiny, like, Euro-style game coming out of America 
they might be trying to get that old style feel to it, mm-hmm. but it will probably be a little bit more modern and bright mm-hmm. than what a Euro style game coming from Europe would look like. I, I just, so. I really, I want to see, because I know there has to be games like that. I just, I'm not able to think of them off the top of my head. Yeah, well, because, too, like, a lot of times publishers will buy titles of games, Mm -hmm. and either they'll just, like, republish it exactly like how it was, but it's under their name now, Mm -hmm. but sometimes they'll take old games and give them kind of, like, a facelift to make them more fun and exciting to, like, the newer gamers, Mm -hmm. um, to make them be like, oh, this game looks cool, because... Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie, like, a lot of the times I would pass by the European games because of, like, they looked old, Mm -hmm. old timey. Like, they just didn't look that interesting. I think I- Until- Yeah. I finally played them, and then I was like, oh, this is actually really fun. Yeah. But just, like, looking at them, they look- old and kind of stale and boring they they look almost sun damaged if that makes sense yeah, they, like they look like they've been sitting on the shelf yes, way too long. but that's just like their their style like that they actually have not been like a brand new one looks like that like it's not actually sun damaged but yeah like yeah they 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 look like they've been set out for a while but that's just yeah but like uh one that i just thought of like because worker placements are typically, I would say, considered Euro. Mm-hmm. But one uh, that is, like, newer and modern looking is Charterstone. So if you were to look up, like, images of Charterstone, it is very clean and sleek. And um, the box is kind of white. Like, there isn't a, a whole lot to, like, the box itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the components are, uh, more modern looking, and the the coloring is a little bit more bright and fun, Hmm. and, like, the the drawings are a little bit more cartoony, which is not something I typically think of for a Euro-style game, Mm -hmm. but, like, that's just an example of this Charterstone's probably... A worker placement game made here in America, which I'm not going to say that for sure because I don't know off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. it's it just got that modernized look to it. Stone Mayor Games. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Stone, Stone Mayor. But it says Charterstone is... Also, a competitive legacy game. It is a legacy game. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if mm. we, if we were to say that all worker placements were Euro, just to mm-hmm. cut out any gray, yeah, like this is an example of one where it doesn't look old timey, yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's not mm-hmm. a worker placement game or not considered a euro hmm. or something like that like just as an example very interesting just to hear about the differences and i could see why the, there are differences between euro games and ameritrash or amer amera games euro games Ameri-game. and amera games yep 
I just looked at, I, I googled it. Uh-huh. It says Charterstone is a Euro-style game. Hmm, interesting. So, yeah, that's that's just a fun example of one that is a Euro game, but it doesn't have that Euro-style mm-hmm. artwork to yeah. it. It is a little bit more modernized and cartoony and bright, which is kind of the opposite of how we described everything else yeah. for Euro. But it is still considered a Euro game. So, like like I said, it doesn't f- fit every game every single time. Mm-hmm. But those are some characteristics for each one that mm-hmm. you might be playing a um, Baratrash or you might be playing a Euro game mm-hmm. if. so. Just some little tidbits. And... Yeah, we didn't we didn't come up with the name Ameritrash. That's just the term that everybody else uses, and they haven't. There's not an agreed upon other word for yeah. Yeah. Like people people have tried yes, but it just it hasn't stuck quite the way that Ameritrash (laughs) does. Which I kind of can see why they call it trash. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. Because I want to so, say, overall, I think I prefer Euro games, like the styles of them, because I don't like it when people mess with my stuff. <laughs> Stole my blocks. <laughs> okay. We'll just keep that all worker placements are Euro games, unless contradicted. <laughs> yes, and or, there you go, that could be our question, like, or point of discussion like can you point out a game that most people like can you find me a worker placement game that is not considered a euro game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so and yeah and as as a fun like our question this week will be that and if you listen to this podcast on spotify Spotify now has an option where you can answer these questions on Spotify itself. So I found that out last episode. So if you do have an answer to last episode's question, that is on Spotify as well. That's a fun little, like, Spotify thing. Spotify Spotify. listeners get get a little something-something. If you're not listening on Spotify, what are you doing with your life? If you're not if you're not listening on Spotify, you can still answer the you know the episodes question on Facebook, on Discord, on Instagram, on Twitter, because we have all of these wonderful things, and even a TikTok, even a TikTok. But the TikTok the TikTok's been fun. I've been having a lot of fun with it. I just recently got Parks, and I'm gonna do an oh. unboxing of it and put it on the TikTok. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week, and we'll catch you in the next one. I'll catch you in the next one. As always, I am Ashley. And I'm Ricky. Bye, Ricky. Bye, Ashley. <laughs>